Well, bond yields are falling by quite a bit, but that surely doesn't mean expectations of a less hawkish Fed are rising. In fact, some are saying no, exactly the opposite. So why the fall in yields? Well, in the UK, we know it's the Rishi factor, but yet another new Prime Minister, Italy's Giorgia Maloney, has been having a dig at the ECB on the eve of their expected 75 basis point hike. And inflation, Australia-style, what is it? Will the budget help in any way, or is it all up to the RBA? And what will they do next week? So many questions. Hopefully we'll get to answer some of them today. It's Wednesday, the 26th of October, 2022. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, another big session for U.S. equities. The Dow closed up 1.1%. The S&P was up 1.7%. The Nasdaq climbing 2.2%. The Russell 2000 up 2.7% at close. We also saw the Eurostox 50 climb 1.6%. The CAC 40 was up 1.9%. The DAX up 0.9%. Nothing happened in the UK, though. They, that was fairly flat. And uh, we got the earnings results at close as well. Microsoft a little ahead of forecast in their after-close earnings. And Alphabet a bit of a miss. $69 billion was their earnings, estimated 707 uh, thanks to weaker ad revenue. Uh, quite a fall in US bond yields today. 10-year Treasuries down 14 basis points, down below 4.1%. The same same story in Europe where 10-year bond yields are down 16 basis points, a similar story across much of continental Europe, uh, less so for UK 10-year yields. I guess they're down just 11 basis points because, of course, they've already lost a lot on anticipation of Rishi Sunak saving the world. Well, saving the UK anyway. And the US dollar well down about 0.8% off the uh, DXY today. Compared to that, well, the euro is up 0.9%. The pound has gained 1.7%. Again, it's the Rishi factor. The Aussie dollar up 1.4%, up to almost 64 US cents. Even the Japanese yen is up, gaining 0.7% on the US dollar. Uh, the one has calmed down a bit for now, and oil up a bit. Well, WTI is up anyway, up 0.6%. Brent down 0.2%, around uh, $93 a barrel. So, a few things happening. Sky Masters joins me from NAB in Sydney this morning. So, look, Sky shares up. Bonds rally. There is a bit of optimism out there again today. Is it still this vain hope of a pivot? And is it uh, is it a misplaced hope, do you think? Morning, Phil. Look, I think, yeah, looking at the price action overnight, um, you know, the re- reaction or the rally that we've seen in, in bond markets globally, I, I think, is, is a lot stronger than what the data that was released would, would have um, implied. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, you, you're right that in the back of investors' minds is this this um, hope that um, central banks are going to pivot, a bit like what the RBA has done, and um, slow down the pace of tightening. Um, and you know, so so any piece of data that's going to support that that market sentiment is going to see good reaction in financial markets, and that's what you've seen overnight. You know, massive or strong rallies in in bond markets and um, and stronger. You know, stronger, stronger equity um, markets. But it's interesting if you look at the price action across the different bond markets um, and the data that came out. Um, you know, U.S. house price um, data was a lot weaker than expected, and consumer confidence um, a lot weaker than expected as well. Um, German IFO was weak, but actually came in slightly better than expected. But you've got bonds outperforming in the rally overnight. 
Um, so, you know, make make sense of that if you can. Well, yeah, I mean, it, everyone's got an opinion, haven't they? So, I mean, uh, Solomon uh, from uh, Goldman Sachs has been saying uh, just in the last hour or so that he thinks the Fed is going to get up to four and a half, maybe four and three quarters. And then, you know, the, the, you know, the belief is that maybe they'll pause at that time to allow for the lag effect. But he reckons they'll keep going, you know, he reckons they'll be up over five percent or so. So, uh, you know, that does, that's not a pivot, is it? So, uh, uh, you know, uh, as I say, everyone's got different views of where they're going because we really just don't know. But I mean, there's, I mean, what we do know is that, you know, inflation is not easing yet. Yeah, and and it is interesting in the um, consumer confidence report um, that was released in the US overnight. Um, it did mm. have a question on inflation expectations. Now it's only for the year ahead, so it's not as good as the Michigan report, which has a five to ten year ahead outlook. Um, but it, consumers' inflation expectations actually rose um, rather yeah. than came down. Now that now they are still below their peak that we saw back in um, back in June, which was 7.9%. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's year-ahead expectations sort of lifted from 68 to 7%. So it's going in the wrong direction for what the Fed yeah. um, uh, would, would be looking for. There was nothing, uh, well, there's very little that was good in that report, was there, really? Uh, this is the Conference Board report because the, the top level's fallen as well from 107.8 in September down to 102.5 and quite a sharp fall in current business conditions and... and labour market conditions as well. So the Jobs Plentiful Index has gone from 49.2 people saying that jobs are easy to get down to 45.2 and those who are saying it's hard to get a job from 11.2 to 12.7. Well, actually, I mean, maybe the Fed would see that as being being a good thing, that maybe, you know, the, the, the... Jobs market is starting to soften a little bit, but everything else is is showing that you know there's a, a deterioration in in demand. You'd assume. Yeah, and I think this is you know this is the issue for central banks going forward, and and you know we've talked about it before. It's the issue for for 2023, is that you know the activity data is going to start to show evidence of um, you know the impact of of higher um, uh, cash rates, tight, tighter policy. Um, and so you are going to see a weakening in activity data. You're seeing it already in in the housing market in the US. Um, you're seeing it in, in the, you know, weaker confidence levels. And the expectation is that you'll start to see it in the labor market um, and in actual spending activity. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's all about inflation. Um, and where is that heading? And at the moment, it's, it's not heading heading significantly lower to allow central banks to to um, you know stop tightening and policy. And on that housing data, um, yeah, on that housing data, you can you can look and say, well, okay, they're softening, but look where they've been. So you know the uh, the core logic case Shiller numbers, which which are out overnight for August, a growth of thirteen percent for the year to August. Uh, compared to 15.6% for for the year to July. But hey, 15.6% growth in a year. So if it falls back down again, I mean, that is just a, an adjustment from from what has been, a you know, a seriously strong year of growth, isn't it? Yes, yeah, definitely. So, you know, I think, um, you know, going back to your point around, you know, where terminal rates are and is it four and a half, is it for the Fed or 5%, um, you know, I don't think we've got any real clarity on on that yet um mm. and I, I don't think we will until we're well into 2023 and we see where the data the data actually lands and i think that's that's going to create the continued volatility that you're going to see in financial markets as investors respond to to the data flow that that we're seeing um you know and at the moment 
the price action that we're seeing in markets is, is they really like anything that's showing a sign of softening um, activity. So, you know, like we yeah. saw overnight, um, softer data prints, bonds are rallying, equity markets are higher. Yeah, um, although equity markets are looking at the earnings, aren't they? And and they seem to like the strong earnings. So Coca-Cola, I mean, their revenue was half a billion more than expected in the, in the third quarter. Uh, I'm not sure if they so that means Americans are getting bigger of course because they're drinking more soft drinks but uh, that's pushed their uh, that's pushed their price up by quite a bit and you know we're seeing tech stocks rising in the hope that we're going to see good strong earnings results uh, from the tech sector as well so they're sort of working oblivious to what's happening in the bond markets aren't they yeah i mean i guess everyone's looking at the opportunity of when to come in and and, and sort of buy in, in in the equity market um you know, mm. and, and and perversely, maybe you know the the view is is oh well, if the Fed is is near, um, near you know near the peak in terms of um, tightening policy, um, maybe things won't be as bad next year. I mean, to me, it, it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because you know we're all still talking about the U.S. heading into recession yeah. next year. Um, but you know, I'm not an equity strategist. I'm a bond strategist. <laughs> right now, uh, well, let's talk about bonds in Europe then, and uh, and where they're heading. Because uh, uh, we, we had the new prime minister uh, of Italy, uh, who has been talking, um, uh, Giorgio Maloney, um, having a go at the ECB basically for rate hikes. You know, and and you know, the end to QE. She says that's creating problems for countries that have got elevated public debt. Uh, she's talking about Italy, of course. And, you know, we had Macron warning that the ECB shouldn't go too far either, uh, you know, just a week ago, uh, saying it's a very different situation to what they're seeing in the US where, you know, there's, a, you know, much greater demand. I wonder if any of that's going to dissuade the ECB because there's still this expectation, isn't there, that 75 basis point hike from them tomorrow. Yes. So I, I don't think in the short term it, it will it will sway them one way or the other. Um, I think pretty much, you know, a 75 base point hike is is cemented, or at least the market thinks mm. it, it is. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess it is really, I think, um, going forward, it's, it's the communication that central banks give in terms of their forward guidance. Um, which is going to be key key for markets. Um, you know, maybe maybe the ECB doesn't have to go as hard um, as other as other central banks, but um, you know f for now um, you know they they do have to take policy um, policy tighter. You know they were one of the final central banks to start um, tightening policy, so they're probably a little bit behind the curve in 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 that sense. Um, but you know we've got the BOC tonight. Yep. Um, you know, 75 base point hike expected there. Um, but again, I think, yeah, it, it's, it's what do they give in terms of, in terms of the guidance? And that's going to be key for, um, you know, how bond markets react over the, over the coming week as we've got, you know, quite a few central banks meeting. Yeah. And, you know, we we talk about the, uh, the BOC being a bit of a, a bellwether in, in some ways, uh, the, the canary in the coal mine, perhaps, because I mean, they, you know, they, they, that's going to say that if they're 75 basis points, that's going to take them up to 4%. And their inflation, well, it's come down, hasn't it? The headline rate's going to come down. It was at 8.1%, 8 but the core read hasn't come down at all, really. It's still at 5.4%, despite going early. So, uh, you know, if they're pushing it up that high, what's it going to do and how quickly? I mean, everyone's going to be asking that question. Yeah, and I mean, I think, I think most people, well, you know, the market is looking in terms of 2023, you know, at least for the, the Fed and, you know, maybe the BOC is that 
um, you know, they're going to, they're tightening aggressively, they're going to go too far and then they're going to have to, you know, have to have to cut. Um, so that's what's in, um, in the price at the moment. Uh, and, you know, as you say, you know, in, in Canada, core inflation is still is still heading heading higher. It's not going in, in the right direction. But we know that there's, and we've talked about it before, there's the lead lag relationship in terms of tightening policy and how it feeds through into the, to the data. So I do still, you know, think that central banks are going to have to pause at some point in time once they feel like they're, they're far enough into restrictive territory. Um, now, I don't know what that level is, um, but, but you know, the further we, we get we get away from, um, you know, the ultra low cash rates, the closer we get to the timing of when they're going to pause. Now, uh, in the UK, we had the uh, Confederation of British Industry, their optimism index. Uh, we won't talk too much about this. It went from minus 21 to minus 48, which shows that, you know, the country is going from bad to worse. But hey, Rishi Sunak is in charge now. He's seen as a safe pair of hands. He's going to fix everything, absolutely everything. And uh, Britain will be booming again in a, in a matter of weeks. Uh, so that's excellent news, isn't it? Uh, but what about Australia? We, so we had the budget uh Yesterday, uh, we get Australian inflation numbers hot on the heels of those uh, th those budget figures. Uh, I think the ec expectation is that we'll have a headline rate for inflation around seven percent. The trim mean at five point six percent. That's the consensus. I'm not sure if that is that where NAB sits on on all of this. And does yesterday's budget add or subtract to inflation concerns going forwards? Does it make any difference in terms of what the RBA is going to expect it to do? Or is the assumption still that they are going to do all the heavy lifting on bringing down inflation? Yeah, so our economist's view on the on the budget, was which was released overnight, is that it doesn't add to inflationary pressures going forward. Um, but it also doesn't alleviate the pressure on the RBA either to have to tighten policy right. to to rein in inflation. So I guess it's it's neutral in 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 that sense. Um, just in terms of the budget, you know, there were no real major surprises in in um, in the release overnight. Um, so you know, limited um, price, you know, market reaction. The Aussie dollar is stronger, but and bond yields are lower. But I don't think that's a reflection of the budget, I think that's more of a reflection of um, global um, develop developments overnight. Um, so, mm. yeah, no surprises in the in the budget. Um, the improvement um, for the budget position in the year ahead was was very much foreshadowed. Um, and you know, near term, a lower you know a lower borrowing program that was also expected. Um, but you know, in, in the outer years, um, in the outer years, the the budget position is is still you know still needs still needs work um and it looks like the government has sort of delayed until the next the may budget to announce any major reform or actions to resolve you know the medium term outlook um in terms of what we're looking for in inflation today um nab's got a headline forecast of 1.3 market consensus is what is it 1.6 so that puts sort of the annual rate based on NAB's forecast at 6.7 or 7% if you look at the market consensus. Um, mm. Underlying or the core measure is supposed to be around 1.6, 1.5, um, which would be in line with what the RBA's um, recent forecast would imply there at. So a, a 1.6 underlying measure isn't going to shift the dial for the RBA. Um, the differences in between what NAB's forecasting for headline and, and market consensus 
um, our economists see that around um, the treatment of electricity subsidies, um, which were in WA and Queensland. Um, so our view is, is they take about 0.4 points off Q3 headline inflation, but that gets added back into Q4. Right. It'll be, um, you know, obviously an interesting data print, um, you know, something that the market is is focused on this week for Australia. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not really going to shift the dial um, for the RBA if it comes in at 1.6. Um, on the core, a two percent measure might, you know, would would be, you know, a big surprise for the RBA, and may get the market to look at, or maybe maybe the RBA might have to go fifty in November, not twenty five. Right. Well, we'll look out for that later on today. Then we get uh, U.S. goods trades balance uh, tonight as well, and of course earnings results. So I think Microsoft and Alphabet very soon. We've had, I think about about a quarter of S and P five hundred companies have reported so far, and that is certainly jollying along the equity markets in the U.S., isn't it? So we'll see what that does today as well. Uh, very good to talk to you. We'll catch you again soon, Sky. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. There we are. As we kick off another day, that's it for the morning call for this morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. Back again tomorrow for another one. I'll see you then. Have a great day.